Coming to you from Las Vegas, still the entertainment capital of the world, I'm your host, Christopher Calloway, for Creator Talks, the show where I interview writers, artists, and others creating comics and connected to creating comics. My guest for today is Velibor Stanjevic, also known as Welby, the artist of the miniseries Marvel's X, being written by Alex Ross and Jim Kruger. I was very delighted to have Welby on the show, not only because I really admire his artwork, but also because he grew up in Serbia, which was involved in the Yugoslavic Wars in the 90s. So he tells me what it was like growing up during wartime, how difficult it was to get comic books on a regular basis, and when he got into comic books and which ones he really enjoyed reading. Welby also tells me how he got his big break into comics through Jim Kruger, and also how Welby was introduced to the Earth X universe well after its initial release. Marvel's X is actually a mini-series that serves as a prequel to the X universe, so you don't have to have read the other books. However, Welby tells me in the interview it may help if you go back and read some of the original series, and we find out why. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you do like what you hear, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, which I still at times call iTunes because old habits die hard. Your rating and review goes a long way to helping the podcast reach new listeners. But more importantly, please spread the word. Tell a friend who likes comics, who likes comic book creators. I'll bet when they listen, they'll learn something about their favorite creator that they did not know. And on that note, let's meet Velibor Stanzevic, also known as Welby, the artist on the miniseries Marvel's X, published by Marvel Comics. Here now on Creator Talks. Welby, welcome to Creator Talks. Hi, Christopher. Thank you for having me. Before I turn on the mics, I found out we have something in common already because I have a hard stop today. I have to take my three-year-old to daycare. My older son, eight, he goes to the school across the street. You had said you have to pick up your kid from kindergarten? Yeah, he will be six this year and with six years old, he'll go to the school. So he's the last two, three months in kindergarten. Ah, then he graduates. Yeah, we are pretty exciting for he going to school. So, and he's also. That's great. How did you get the pen name Welby? Because I'm Serbian, and uh, in Serbia, my name Velibor. It's not that common. It's not some unusual name, but it's not common. Uh, not too many people have that name. I see. And uh, a lot of people, my friends, uh, pronounce it wrongly. And I always got some nicknames, which I'm fine because I also give other guys a lot nicknames. So, Welby, it's um, from high school, I think. It's shorter than valuable. Okay. And I'm written in uh, English to have some kind of sense, but it needs to be uh, like B. It's called, uh, it's like, it will be okay. Well, be. <laughs> okay. I don't know, but uh, it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah. From other side, it's easier to people because I mainly work with American writers. It's easier for them to pronounce it like that rather than valuable. And it's easier for some people to spell too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Now, you mentioned you got that in high school. Now, tell me about growing up in Serbia, because during the 90s, that must have been a really 
difficult time. Yeah, I'm, I'm born in 80s and uh, right before I need to um, get start uh, to the first gate in elementary, the war in Yugoslavia started. And when you're supposed to have uh, some great time in childhood, you have refugees or war around you. Mm-hmm or you don't have anything in a supermarket or whatever. It was tough, but, uh, you know, I was a kid. My parents, uh, as all other parents, try their best not their kids to see what is going around. You know, they work very hard. Yugoslavia was... um, great country uh, but that war separates in uh, i don't know six seven states now but basically there's the same people live we uh, spoke same language uh, learn from same books in the school and after that we have another <laughs> war in 99 bombing in 99 and that was before i go to the high school because of that bombing my entry for high school was a uh, shorter because i go to the art high school i don't know some test uh, we don't have because of that war that situation have you traveled much outside the country in 2000 not too much but i go to istanbul to turkey it's a beautiful country and city a lot of history in istanbul and also vienna in uh, austria prague yeah, have all those places you can reach out to and travel. That's great. Yeah, they're, they're nearby, you know. I also went to America once, so... Oh, so where did you land there? On San Diego Comic-Con in 2017. Do you plan to come back over for any shows? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> One day. One day, but... Hopefully get the invite. Yeah, uh, the, that was an uh, invitation. He's an uh, indie publisher. He published two graphic novels that I work back then. Uh, he lives in San Diego and he invites me at his home and I was there for 10 days. I hope you come back because I'm out that way. It'd be great to have you stop at a convention out in San Diego, maybe catch up sometime. Yeah, that would be great. Getting to comics, uh, now when you grew up, it was kind of hard to get a hold of comics because of the bombing, the wars. Things were very sporadic in terms of distribution. So a lot of the things that you had to look into for Marvel's X, the book that you're drawing now, you didn't see those series X universe when they first came out. Yeah, because of that situation, um, distribution was canceled in all fields, not only in the publishing. Before the war, we have a strong comic culture in Yugoslavia, but we are mainly focused on uh, Franco-Belgian school. Uh, Bande Dessine, also Italian uh, school of comics. Also American classics like Hal Foster and Prince Valiant, his Prince Valiant, and some early Marvel's work like uh, Romita's Spider-Man. And I actually didn't have any connection with 19s, what's happening in the 19s in comics in America. So I passed Jim Lee the Todd McFarlane and that kind of wave from the beginning. And after that, in a college, my friend uh, gave me uh, some issues of uh, Earth-X that was maybe two or three years after they was released in US. It was not too much gap between when I first read 
Urtex and I was in love immediately. It was totally different from anything else at that point. Yeah, I read the series too, and it's been a long time since I read it. So I don't honestly don't remember a whole lot about it. But for people who did not read the series originally, and they've heard about this Marvel's X series that you're working on, that's six parts. Don't worry about that because this is sort of a prequel, how it all started. So even if you didn't read the original books, you can certainly jump in right from the beginning with this series. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of Marvel characters that people are familiar with who make their EarthX appearances. So it's definitely something that's very, very accessible. You don't need to read EarthX. Uh, it's uh, like, it's basically concept that six issue will be, but it will be good to read EarthX because uh, a lot of references mainly start from issue uh, number three, and a lot of uh, familiar characters have appearance in a book. I just finishing, uh, I doing flat colors now for issue four. Oh, okay. I'm finishing issue four, so a lot of characters, and I got uh, <laughs> I got uh, sketches from Alex Ross a couple of days ago for next book, and fourteen new characters, and you can imagine. Yes, well, Alex, you know this is his baby, so he has all the character designs that he's making and he's sending to you. And writing the book is Jim Kruger, who helped you get in the door with Marvel Comics Publishing. So how did that all come about? Jim found me, found my art over internet. He liked what he was seeing. And he asked me if I uh, willing to do some Foot Soldier commission. His uh, Foot Soldiers book from 90s. It's a cool concept. Kids digging the grave of fallen superheroes and put their boots and got superpowers. And I done that, two of them, and he asked me, you know, I have one book and that book needs uh, artist replacement. Do you willing to do that? And you need to start now. And I was, okay, I need to know what it's about. And that was uh, basically the no ones book for Cape Picture Publishing. Problem was that first issue for the known was already drawn and colored and lettered. It was finished, but they were not satisfied with characters. I need to redesign some of them, but I don't know what's the artist's name. He's a kind of famous uh, Matthew Dow. Matthew Dow Smith. Yes, he done that first issue, and uh, I know his work only from X-Files. He drawn some books from X-Files. He's pretty good. I mean, he's veteran in comics, and he lay out that first issue perfectly. And problem was, when I first uh, saw that finished issue, then I get a script. A lot of that panels from first issue from him and continue after that my way. And that's a pretty good fit. I mean, your art styles are not that different that it would be uh, distracting. Yes, but I need to redraw the whole first issue. Yeah, well, yeah. I, that, that was disaster. I, I mean, <laughs> I got you. that was a problem for me. He all, already done that job pretty well. So I was asking myself what I need to do to change something to get better, but a lot of stuff was 
already pretty good. Well, if people haven't seen your work before, and I'm sure they've seen the uh, the book that's out now, already in progress, Marvel's X, that they've seen the Alex Ross covers, because the cover always catches people's eyes. Open the book, because it's really, really good. I was on the fence, and I was like, nah, I don't know. I, I haven't read this series in a long time. I don't know if I want to... Oh, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> I look through it, and I'm like, okay, well, forget it. I'm going to go ahead and buy it. So open it up. Take a look. It's really good. Uh, thank you. After that series, and I know you're still working on it, do you have anything else you plan to do for Marvel or anyone else? I have two more projects after this Marvel book. Uh, not for Marvel, it's mm -hmm. some other things. But I think I will take two or three weeks off because uh, year and a half I'm nonstop doing this. And Marvel, it's... Um, a lot of pressure, you know, it's Urtex uh, prequel, it's uh, working with Alex Ross, with uh, Tom Brewood. I'm kind of um, used to work with Jim, we understand each other, so it's, from that side it's good, but uh, a lot of pressure from other side, and I mean, it's a lot bigger audience now judging your work but i don't care much about that i'm actually only concerned if the tom and alex and jim are satisfied with work and they are yeah actually <laughs> they are alex told me some very nice things about my work i don't know if he's too polite but <laughs> but it's nice to hear from him also from tom Brewert. Do you hear from Tom often as you're working on the book? Yeah, I send all pages in a group previews in a group message and all of them commented on every page. They commented if something is necessary to comment, but otherwise it's uh, only nice things. Well, it's good to get some positive feedback because uh, growing up, you always didn't get that as far as becoming an artist. I don't know. You know, I'm drawing uh, since I was two years old, but mm -hmm. drawing was always something that I can do, but I was not always interested in uh, drawing. I was in a music fift uh, for 15 years, so that was my main preoccupation, music and playing in a band. After that, uh, I, when I was back to the drawing table, I was unsecure how it will all work and a lot of hours need to replace that music thing, you know, because I was not drawing and critics was from bad to worse. <laughs> when you went to school for art, your teachers just did not want you working on comic art. They didn't want to hear about that. It was kind of a, I don't know if it's a snobbery thing or they just looked down upon it. Yes, that's bad, really. Uh, the, I don't know, uh, it's a uh, comic, it's uh, taboo in high school or academy. It was like uh, some worst thing you can do to your artists to go that way. Were they more focused on fine art there and they just didn't want to even look at comics? Have they seen comics before? Because <laughs> there's some fantastic yeah, ones out there. The, I mean, uh, I think they uh, seen uh, a lot of uh, older comics, mm -hmm. you know, from 50, 60, yeah. and they remember that um, uh, as uh, something like uh, trash or camp or whatever. Gotcha. I don't think they realize that some like Bill Sinkiewicz or Dave McKean, Kent Williams work in the uh, field of comics that's uh, like uh, fine art. I wonder if their attitudes change now. Do you think it's any different today? I don't know. I don't care actually <laughs> because, because they got paid to educate uh other people 
and it's a bit sad because they didn't educate themselves first. It's their loss. Yes, I think there is. Growing up too, your dad had a, you said a very large comic book collection, a lot of Westerns. What did he have in that collection? Did you also read the books he had? Yes, it's, um, that was published in um, Yugoslavia uh, as some, I don't know what's the name of the Syria, but it was uh, a lot of different uh, Western comics. Each issue was different artists. I think it was mainly published in UK and distributed uh, to Yugoslavia, but uh, it was drawn by Alberto Breccia and that South American artists, wave of artists, also Hugo Pratt, some of them, Sergio Topic from Italia, very good comics. But I was not attached to the Westerns. My father was, because that was a thing when he was growing up. When I was growing up, uh, was Masters of the Universe, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff. Did you ever say, Dad, can I have your comic collection someday? <laughs> My kids will do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually borrow some of his comics to my friend who drawn his <laughs> he he drawn over the covers, and my father was very upset. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> but I, I learned my kids to respect the books, the comics, to back to the place. You know, he draw a lot and. We teach him not to draw into the books, right. printed books. Yes, that, that's what I did with mine. You know, I give him a comic, something that was inexpensive, like from the dollar bin or one of those $1 comics, and I would still treat it like it was gold. Like, I'm going to be very careful with this. No, don't bend the pages. Respect your book. So I give him a trainer book uh, so they learn how to do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we are blessed with those things you know you appreciate comics and you have uh, someone to show how to appreciate also those comics kids not realize at this point but they will remember when they grow up we're laying the foundation yes we're raising them right yes yes sure well now it's time for the part of the interview where i ask my guests fun questions i call it kicking back with the creator just to learn more about you as a person doesn't have to be related to comics but it may be my first question what do you like to do for recreation when you're not working on your art? What do you do to relax? I uh, play video games a lot. Okay. Um, I play video games since I was a little kid. I just borrowed two last night, so... You spend lots of hours doing it? Yeah, no, I just buy two last nights uh, and I have a pile of digital or physical video games to play when I have free time and I don't have free time at all so <laughs> they just a pile of games well you mentioned playing music do you still play music at all we moved here in norway two years ago and we left a lot of our stuff in serbia because we can bring all we will bring one day but and i brought a guitar yes but i don't have a time to play as much as I was playing. You are now in Norway? My wife got a job here and we relocated here two years ago. I did not realize that. How do you like it? Oh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's, I mean, it's great. It's different. It's, um, it's Norway. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> It's totally different from the Europe. It's different from the Serbia. Everything's different from Serbia, but 
from Europe, you know, it's they have something very special and you need to first realize that, then accept that and to live with that. So first year was a, a bit tough, but now it's great. I mean, it's very secure and safe country, you know, that's the most important thing. And how are the people different, just in terms of customs, manners, that type of thing? I can explain how the Serbian is different, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah, we are very warm people in Serbia. I was, I think we are warm. I don't know. But uh, here they're a bit um, maybe more for themselves, you know. They don't maybe don't have time too much to go out and I don't have time to go out, mm -hmm. you know, or to spend uh, time with friends. It's good. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's, okay. it's just uh, different. You, it, it was yeah. same when I was in the US. It was everything different. You know, it's totally opposite from Europe. That was my first impression. I mean, San Diego, they uh, said that New York is closer than Europe, you know, with style. And, but San Diego was totally different with everything I saw. Now, thinking back, what was your favorite birthday and why? First of all, uh, I'm born uh, in August. So when my birthday is, no one is around. Everybody is on a vacation. So <laughs> <laughs> my best birthdays was the ones that... Alas, people was on vacations and kids were around and they actually can come to my birthday. I didn't have any expectations ever for my birthday because of that situation, you know. It was just a day. It's funny, but it's the same for my kid because he's in the uh, end of July. He is born and every birthday he can understand why the people are not too many people here because all the kids have a birthday in a March and everyone go to the birthday and when his birthday no nobody's around hey that's the way i like mine it's just a day i don't want anybody around yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. now a hypothetical situation if you were yeah. stuck on an island and you had one book to read for pleasure it could be a graphic novel a comic book uh, it could be a, just a novel. What book would you want to have with you to read for fun? I don't know. I, I'm currently, because I don't have time to read that much, I switch to audiobooks. Mm -hmm. And I uh, really dig it. I didn't realize how some of them are not too good in terms of uh, presentation, but some of them are, I think it's even better with good presentations. And uh, currently I'm uh, listening Swan Song uh, by Robert R. McCammon. It's uh, some post-apocalyptic in America after nuclear war. It's a fallout type of uh, book. It's from 80s, I think. It's pretty good. Uh, and, and in terms uh, uh, what kind of book I will bring to island, probably a sketchbook. <laughs> okay. Now, if Marvel were to make an action figure of you, what would be your accessory? Probably something to protect my big nose. <laughs> <laughs> now, why do you say that? Yeah, no, you, you, yeah I have a big nose, so some 
big helmet with like uh, like uh, with a nose guard like a knight's helmet yeah uh, <laughs> yeah the, these uh, doctors from italy or whatever in um, you know from plague doctors i know exactly what you mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> i can kill someone with my nose it will be superpower <laughs> that's a great answer <laughs> yeah now, when you're relaxing, what is your beverage of choice? What do you like to drink? I like beers. And I like rakia. That's a Serbian traditional. It's like Serbian whiskey. Mm -hmm. I like beers and rakia. If you had a crack at any comic book superhero, let's say you get this series behind you, what would you want to work on if you had any choice? Without any doubt, it's Batman. You know, because I have one story. I think... Everybody have one Batman story in their heads. But uh, I have actually a concept for that story. It's called the Project Gotham. It's like some street-level Batman. It's not like Bruce Wayne in a main and stuff, you know. With, uh, it's, yeah, it's Batman uh, for DC and for Marvel. It will be probably Daredevil. Because those two characters are the same, you know. I think the Daredevil is the Marvel's Batman for me. Bruce Wayne has a little more money. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a better off. But in that terms, uh, I put uh, Batman in Daredevil position uh, in that concept without all that comfort and gadgets and super cool stuff. Well, you mentioned you had these ideas in your head. So you're an artist, but would you be comfortable with writing? a comic as well, doing all the dialogue. I mean, certainly you could do the plot. You have the outline in your head, but would you want to do the whole thing? I probably can do something like that in like all, um, Jack Kirby Stanley form that I can draw all the panels and someone needs to realize what was drawn and to put good dialogues, you know. I thinking in terms of pictures, not in terms of dialogues and words. Uh, surely, maybe with years of exercise, I I can do. I will be able to do that. I understand. Good to know your limitations. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm not willing to do that. You know, I, I get you. Yeah. I just uh, want to pitch some idea, uh, idea to some good writer and to give him some sparkle well you have a good working relationship with jim and nothing against him but if you could have anyone write the book who would it be who would you like to see put words to the pictures and plot that you have in mind you know uh, i really like grant morrison Ooh, yeah i think he's a type of guy he can produce some literally crazy shit mm -hmm. i like to change my styles Often, you know, so now for Marvel and the No Ones, it's a bit uh, darker stuff, but I like to be able to do some other kind of stuff, you know, in terms of art styles. Grant Morrison have that um, visions in whatever ideas that uh, they can be drawn with too many styles, you know, and he probably, I don't know. Also, Joe Hill, I like Joe Hill. 
Okay. Well, you like to change up your styles. Do you find that that helps you get more assignments that way since you're not locked into a particular style, that you're more flexible that way? I get bored. When I start project, I get really bored pretty soon. So it's, uh, I really like to learn stuff, you know, and uh, I try to learn every day something. And someday uh, yeah, I saw some picture and want to try that style, you know. No, it's only in a sketchbook, but I don't have time, you know, to do that every day to switch over and some book maybe will allow to have a couple of styles in one book that will be great for me the best thing for you then are these mini series that are about six issues for you that's a lot that's a long time to spend on one thing but for like a batman or a daredevil that would be good as say a one shot or an annual or part of an annual yes i think i can do probably monthly books I can do inks and stuff, but in terms of if I only do that, because in the no ones or in the Marvels, I do everything, you know, and I like to do everything, but colors took me a lot of time because I, I know what I will do with colors and I'm very careful about colors because I'm painter basically. Sometimes they took too long to color stuff maybe it not look like it's called something special but for me everything uh, is in its place it should be you know you're very particular yeah so you're gonna spend more time on it yes and i don't know how i will feel when somebody someone else will uh, maybe color my inks it will be probably a lot different I've heard that from other artists that they prefer to do their own coloring because they know what it's going to look like. Not that the colorists are bad, it's just not what they quite had in mind. I like that uh, retro style. It's called retro. I like a lot of styles, but mainly that from 60s, 70s, that kind of design, poster design colors, simpler stuff, but it tells you, you know, like Saul Bass who got that Hitchcock posters, you know, in uh, two or three shapes, he defined the whole movie. It's perfect. Do you still do any painting yourself? I mean, do you occasionally pick up the brush? I will start to paint immediately after I sent the last page of my love. Yeah. So for you, that's also a break. Yes, that's the kind of resting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because I have a lot of plans, you know, and uh, when you grow up, you don't have time for anything. Right. You know. I know. I know. My kids say, I don't have any time to do this or that. I'm thinking, you don't have time. You have no idea what you're in for, kid. You won't have any time later on. <laughs> and when he said, I'm bored, how can you be bored? You know, it's, uh, I don't remember last time when I was bored. I know. But, I, uh, I hear that too. I'm kids. bored and I'm such a good parent. I'm like, that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> You've got things to do, man. You can find something. <laughs> Absolutely. My wife also said that. It's, yeah, it's, try to realize that, yeah. And if you are bored, then enjoy it. Because you won't be for long. Not when you grow up. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, speaking of kids, we have to round ours up. So I really do appreciate you while we yeah. taking the time to speak with me this morning about Marvel's X and your work and what you'd like to do someday, because hopefully someday this will all happen. You'll have your dream jobs, too. Not that this one's not a dream. Believe me, people should read yeah, it. It's yeah. a dream, but... <laughs> <laughs>
uh, everything is dream actually for me all of this it's actually happening it's for me like a dream so thank you Christopher sorry for my lack of English but I hope you understand oh I hope you understand mine <laughs> I I, no, I, I, I perfectly <laughs> understand English but I don't speak uh, as well so you're doing great i don't speak even norwegian and i live here so <laughs> <laughs> that's okay you, i think you're doing very well thank you you're very kind <laughs> thank you so much for being on okay have a nice day you too take care i hope you enjoyed the interview today with Vilibor sanjevic well be I know it was a bit short compared to my other interviews, but I do have one coming up that will be a bit longer, the usual length, 45 minutes to an hour, with Christopher Condon. He is writing That Texas Blood, being published through Image Comics, and he's doing that with Jacob Phillips. It's his first solo work. You have seen his work in Kill or Be Killed. In the back of each comic was an essay, and he did the art for said essays. So I'm really excited to bring to you that conversation in the weeks ahead. It may be two weeks from now. It may be someone else. I do have some interviews that are in the works. However, given the situation with the coronavirus, I don't know if those interviews are going to come through. But this one is done with Christopher Condon. So I will be bringing you that, if not in two weeks, shortly thereafter. And it bears worth repeating, if you like what you hear on the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts if that is the platform that you use. It goes a long way to helping the show reach new listeners. It's totally free. So please subscribe through either Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you like using. Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa-enabled devices, Spotify, even YouTube. A lot of these comics that I'm talking to the creators about will not be released on the day that they were initially solicited because of the coronavirus outbreak. However, I believe they will be available eventually, so if you didn't order them in advance, you still may have time when all of this settles down and we get back on track with getting our comics. Meanwhile, to pass the time, if you're reading your old comics, and if they just so happen to be Silver Age, Bronze Age, or Copper Age, Please share those with me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I will be posting mine on Saturdays and Sundays from the 60s, 70s, and 80s from my personal collection. Even though there was a disruption to the release of new comics, and there still may be when this is being recorded, I still have my back issues to dig through and all the books I have yet to read that are just piling up. So I hope you're getting a chance to catch up. And I hope you're keeping yourself safe and well. And also, sane and calm in these very difficult times. That's all I have for this week. So, for Creator Talks, this has been your host, Christopher Calloway. Until next time. Mm-hmm.